And welcome back to the Nothing But Nylon podcast with Gabe and Tyreek. The regular season has concluded. This is being recorded on March 9th, so same day the Big Ten tournament begins. A lot of excitement in the air. It's crazy that the season is wrapped up now. Um, we're getting ready for postseason basketball. Also, shout out to my little brother. His birthday is tomorrow. He turns five. Had to give him a quick shout out, man. Let's go. Let's go. To, what's your brother's name? Uh, Malik. Let's go, Malik. Happy birthday. How old is he turning? Turning five. Bro. Turning five. Let's go. <laughs> Shout out Tyreek, man. What a good big brother. Yes, sir. Up on the Nothing But Nylon podcast, really chasing <laughs> dreams out here. Yeah, he's got big things ahead of him, and hopefully Ohio State basketball has the same thing ahead of them. So going man, into the Big Ten tournament. What a segue. I mean, Gabe, it's crazy. It feels like just yesterday we were talking about there was like, what, 11 games left in the season, and was like, Team needs to go nine and two to finish to like really you know strengthen their case for the NCAA tournament. Didn't really go as according to plan, but the end of the regular season wasn't terrible. I mean, it's never good to lose to Michigan. Um, that's just not good for Ohio State. But we saw some good flashes, I think, in that Michigan State game that can maybe translate into the Big Ten tournament and maybe the NCAA tournament too. But um, just what do you think about the last week of basketball for Ohio State? Hey, flashes, flashes perfectly, perfectly describes what is going on right now because we play a great game and then we play a really bad one. And then we play a great game and then we play a really bad one. Sometimes we play a good half game, then sometimes it's a bad half a game right after. So it's like, yeah, we could come out and we could really make some noise or we could fall flat because it's like first round, well, really second, sort of first round, sort of second round because they have like the little opening game between Penn State and Minnesota. So whenever we play the winner of that, you know, at this point, it's like that should be an easy win. We should just be talking about, hey, what's what's going on with Purdue? But given the fact that we lost to Maryland and we lost to Nebraska recently, I don't know, man. Like they're going to have to, they're going to have to come out and really play a good game even to beat that first matchup. So you cannot overlook anybody. If we play a Michigan State type game, yeah, we can go on to Purdue pretty easily. But if we play a Nebraska type game, it might be sad days here in Columbus. Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing is just you can't overlook the competition, no matter who it is that you play, whether it's Minnesota or Penn State. Um, we played those teams, I think, both multiple times this season, and they weren't like blowout wins. I think maybe the second Minnesota game was like a 25-point win. But other than that, they were like – Pretty, like, closely contested games. So you never want to overlook an opponent. You don't want to look ahead to a potential rematch with Purdue. I know that's probably big big on the minds of this Ohio State team. But I think the biggest thing about the Big Ten tournament, you're probably not going to win it. I'm going to just be honest. Probably not going to win it. Um, you got a chance, obviously, because you're all one of the, like, you know, top five, six teams in the conference. So you have a chance. But it's it's going to take a lot to win it. I think the best thing is – building some stronger habits that, you know, late in the season you weren't really doing as well. Um, and just getting a little bit of momentum. Like if you can win a game, maybe two, or at least get to the Purdue game and play them really well, that'll give you a nice chance, I think, going into the NCAA tournament and potentially, you know, make a nicer run than what happened last year. Yeah, last time we played Minnesota, it was 70-45. to 45. So if they come out and beat Penn State – which is possible. Anything's possible, of course. That could really be an easy win, but of course. At one point, we had a 15-point win over Maryland, and they turned around and they beat us right back. So, 
obviously cannot overlook them. Last time we played Penn State, I think it's been a while. I think that was um, January 16th. And that was a that was a big Jamari Wheeler game, if I remember correctly. So yeah, that was just a five point win. So just a five point win. So yeah, really cannot overlook whoever you play. And it's but a, uh, go ahead. I was gonna say like the teams like Penn State, Minnesota. They're like this is basically their season. Like they want to like go on, go out and win the Big Ten tournament because if they do that, they get to play in March Madness. So. You know, they're going to be playing like they have absolutely nothing to lose because, you know, the next game will be their last. For Ohio State, that's not really the case. So you don't want to go into this next game with, you know, just the mentality of, you know, we're the better team because ultimately you have to be able to win because they're going to come out and play like, you know, they're really trying to beat you and make the Big Ten tournament run to eventually make the tournament. So it's not going to be an easy task. I think that's one thing that we've learned from these last, like, couple weeks of basketball. Um, no opponent's going to be an easy win. Honestly, yeah, and it's like yeah, everybody's going to be so hungry because you just want to keep playing. Like, think about it. You get into this tournament time, a lot of these lower-seeded like lower teams, you know, hey, we're probably not making March Madness. Bro, this might be the last time some of them seniors play. And so, really, nothing to lose. All you got, well, actually, you do have something to lose. More games to play because at the end of the day, if you're like – Say you're like a fourth-year, fifth-year senior, probably not going to the NBA, probably not going to March Madness. This might be the highest-level basketball that you get to play for, like, possibly possibly the rest of your life. And so you're going to go out there, you're going to leave it all out on the table. And I expect people to really, really put it all out there on the floor in this coming week. Definitely. And, man, you look at the... The path to potentially win the Big Ten tournament, you have to go through Purdue. You might have to go through Wisconsin, who want to share the Big Ten. And then you might have to play Illinois in the championship. And those are all teams that, you know, you've played close games against this season. You lost to a couple of them. You were able to beat Illinois. So it's not going to be easy. But if Ohio State can somehow pull off what seems like a tough task, um, that will be a big-time momentum booster heading into the Big Ten tournament. I'll be interested to see how that affects their seeding going into, I'm sorry, the NCAA tournament. And that would just be a confidence builder for a team that I think has kind of been lacking consistent confidence over like the last month of basketball. Now, I will say, I think I do like our side of the bracket to an extent. You do? Uh, Yeah, just because I know we beat Illinois, but I think that we match up with Wisconsin and Purdue what I've seen in our games against them. I think we match up with them a little better than we match up against not just Illinois, but especially Iowa, man. And then Indiana and Michigan, those are teams that gave us problems before. But, like, say Michigan State comes out and goes out on a run. We show we can beat them pretty convincingly. And so it's like if they came out and upset Wisconsin, who I think really could be upset, they're like – their record is a little bit better than like their point differentials and statistics that things show. Now, obviously, at the end of the day, a win is a win, and that could just show. Yeah, they always find a way to get it done. But I think if one of these top three seeds was going to get upset, I feel like Wisconsin might be the most likely out of them. And so, with all that being said, it's like I kind of like where we're at because Illinois, we barely beat. You know, Iowa kind of they gave us the work. Even Rutgers. Rutgers came back on us, and they they stole our game that we played against them. So I kind of like our side of the bracket a little bit more when it comes to advancement. 
It's crazy how Rutgers is the four seed. They got a double bye. That is – I mean, a few weeks ago they was, like, on the bubble. And they still might be close to the bubble, but they picked up some big-time signature wins. So it's kind of crazy. Like, they're the four seed. Ohio State's the six seed. I don't know. I'm kind of, like, on the opposite side of you. I think this side of the bracket is tough because when you get to March, man, it's like – Guard play really wins the day sometimes. And you look at Wisconsin, Johnny Davis, Big Ten Player of the Year, which we'll get to a little later. Lottery NBA pick, he's big time. Jaden Ivey for Purdue, he's big time. And then Purdue also has the mismatch on the inside with Zach Eady. That's a tough team that Ohio State doesn't really match up with. And even when they're playing their best basketball, I don't know if they can beat that team. To be honest with you, I don't know if we can beat any of these top four teams. Well, I think we can beat Rutgers. I mean, we lost to them by like two and we led for most of the game. So I think you're like a meltdown away from being able to beat them. The teams on our side, like in our last meetings, yeah, big win against Minnesota. Not that big of a win against Penn State. And so it's like, that's the first round. Probably if you just say there's not an upset, probably Penn State. So, I mean, they gave us some business. So it's like, hey, really got to go out there, play a good game. Purdue barely lost to them, so it was close. And then teams on the other side, yeah, Wisconsin and Maryland have given us work at different points. Michigan, Indiana. <laughs> it's like, that's that's the Big Ten. We said this early on in the season. The Big Ten is the conference that just really beats up on each other. It's the best conference in college basketball. It's the most competitive for sure. Um, I'm interested to see, man. I mean, we've probably seen crazier things happen. Um, I believe you mentioned like last year, Ohio State went on a big run like towards the end of the season after losing like so many games in a row. And last year, I believe we like lost like four straight to end the regular season. At then, we made it to the end of the tournament. So I don't know what the heck was going on with them boys last year at the end of the regular season, but hey. They turned it up at the right time, and I think we're really close just because we usually have a good stretch in every game. It's just the consistency, and it's like if you just – if you say that means we're, like, streaky per se, if you hit a streak, you can can do whatever you want. This is a team – I feel like this is a team that can beat anybody, but it can also lose to anybody. So you just – it's so hard to make a prediction – it's a wild card of a team. Like like you said, can beat anybody and can easily lose to just about anybody, not only in the conference, but maybe once you get to the um, NCAA tournament too. But I think the good thing about this team kind of, I don't want to say being under the radar, but just like they're kind of low-key right now. Like last year you were a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. That means you're like a top-eight team in the country. This year, you're probably not that. You might be a six seed. Uh, I think the last time we checked, they were like a six seed in the bracketology ranking. So you're just like kind of middle of the pack, and nobody's going to expect you to make a big run. But that's when greatness can really happen is when the expectations are low. Nobody's really banking on you making a deep run. And then maybe that's when the best of this team finally comes out because, you know, the coaches said, you know, we still feel like we haven't seen the best of this basketball team. So maybe March is where it happens for the squad. But we'll just have to see. Yeah, I feel like pretty much, yeah, seeing that best basketball, it's like, I don't know, have we? Because they've been playing so, like, so just average. It's been to the point where we, like, probably came into this month 
with this team having some real expectations, like, hey, this team might steal, like, a conference title. And then it just ended so poorly that it's, like, we really went from having expectations to being, a, like, a cind- it would be a Cinderella story almost. That's how far we've fallen. We were at 16 for, like, half the season. And now... Unranked. Unranked. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, yeah, like you said, most of the season, like, Ohio State was flirting between, like, 16 to 18, and then they eventually dropped to, like, 23, and not completely unranked, which is, like, it's kind of crazy. That's honestly crazy. Um, I'm trying to find the the updated brackets, like, if this, you know, nothing crazy happens in the Big Ten tournament and see where Ohio State is. I mean, definitely in there pretty secure, I'd say. Probably like maybe a seven or eight seed. They still got them as a six seed. As a six seed, that's. Yeah. I guess they have some expectations for him in the tournament. Then still got I mean, as a six seed, man. going out against Purdue definitely isn't too bad of a deal. I think that doesn't make you look bad unless you get embarrassed out there. Yeah. I don't really think they'll move up or down. I feel like they're pretty much solidified, unless they just like dominate the Big Ten tournament. They might move up like a seed or two, but. I think this is probably where this team is going to be a six seed. Right now, that would match them up with Memphis, who have been playing very good basketball over like the last month and a half. So, I mean, if that's the matchup, that's not going to be an easy one at all. I'll say that much. Yeah. Yeah, that not easy. Which Yeah, Penny Hardaway has them boys playing really good basketball. At this rate, I don't think anybody's an easy matchup. I'm st- I, Call me scoring from last year. But nobody is an easy matchup, ever. If you're in, if you're in the dance, yeah, yeah. you you've proved something over the course of the season. I see. You you bring something to the table. I'm seeing quite a few Ohio teams, like potentially making the tournament. Like you see, of course, Ohio State probably going to get in. Toledo, if they win their uh, conference tournament, they might get in. Wright State just won their conference tournament. I think last night. So right, stay. That's a name you probably haven't heard in March Madness in a long time. I think the last time they made it might have been 2018, maybe. 20, they made it in 2018? I thought it was longer than that. No, they made it a couple times over the last, like, um, really half decade-ish or, like, you know, seven, eight years. And then I saw another team. I think Xavier's in there as a 12 seed. So there's quite a few Ohio teams, man, representing the state pretty well. Shout out to them. Yeah, that's usually my thing is I'll root for Ohio State, and then once Ohio State goes out, it's like, hey, one of the Ohio teams, you guys got to make a run. Didn't um, OU make a, a Sweet 16 run last year? Or maybe they were close to. Uh, uh Yeah. They won a first-round game. They had, uh, sure. what was his name? Was that Jason Preston? Yeah, Jason Preston. He probably has, like, yeah. the craziest um, NBA journey that we've seen in quite, quite some time. I know he he was like a second rounder to the Clippers, right? Yeah, he was like early second round, like I think thirty third overall or something like that. So I thought I always uh I always confuse him for some reason with like dude that went to Purdue, uh, Carson Edwards. Carson Edwards. Yeah, that got drafted to the Celtics. I don't know why I like always get them two mixed up. Bro, this was so weird. But when Carson Edwards was going crazy in the tournament, I was rooting for them so bad because he. He was he was dropping like thirty every game. Like it was I like, was too. Whenever was great stuff 30. like that happens, yeah. 
I feel I feel like it's hard not to root for it because they're just doing like stuff that's fun to watch. At the end of the day, like we're all basketball fans, so whoever's playing the best basketball, I want to see keep playing. Who do you think is going to be that um that team or that player to go on the big run this year? We can keep it Big Ten related. Man. Rutgers might mess around, bro. Rutgers might mess around, bro. If I'm being realistic, I really think Keegan Murray and them are about to take them down. And would that be the quarterfinal? I think. I think. Yeah. I think Iowa they'll handle business against Nebraska or Northwestern. I know Nebraska's been streaking recently, but I, I trust in Keegan. And then I don't know, man. I feel like Rutgers Madness will probably end there. But if, if they beat Iowa, hey. Don't count them out against anybody. If, if they make it to Illinois and that's where they fall and it's like a close game against Illinois, or imagine if they beat Illinois, Rutgers might mess around. That's probably what they have to do to like solidify themselves as a tournament team. Right now they're still in the bubble. They're last four in, so basically they would have to win one more game to get into the 64-team field. So they still got a little bit more work to do, so – that's a that's a good team though. I could see them um, potentially making a run just because they have that that Cinderella type identity already to them. Like I feel like that's kind of been their way at the Big Ten all year. Like just a team that they're always an underdog, but they eventually end up beating the big dogs. I mean, they're a four seed, and a month ago, people probably thought at the very least five, six, and seven were better than them. For sure. If you would have asked me a month ago, I probably would have said, "Yeah, Iowa, Michigan State, and Ohio State are better teams than Rutgers." But Rutgers have been playing better. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good of a team you are. It matters how good of a team you're playing like. Exactly. That's a that's what the beauty about college basketball is. Because a lot of times the best team doesn't always win. It's just a matter of who's playing the best whenever these teams match up. Man, I saw Duke with Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, and Cam Reddish. And they they literally lost in like the Sweet 16, didn't they? think that team actually made it to the Elite Eight. The Elite Eight, yeah. I know, but still. They almost, remember, they almost lost to UCF with Taco I, Fall. Yeah, I expected them to be an easy Final Four team. Easy Final Four team, man. man Duke, they did not do that. Duke, Duke be tricking people, man. They're not really like that. But them dudes really were like that. Nah, That's that, the thing. That team was crazy for sure. Zion, was a he was a menace. <laughs> he was a menace. But, man, it, I love March, man. This is just like... I can't wait to fill out my bracket. All right. I feel like we haven't actually, like, said this. So who do you think is winning the Big Ten tournament? That's good. That's a great question. Let me go back to the bracket real quick. Um, Do I want to pick a safe pick or – I feel like it's going to be something kind of unconventional. Um, But I feel like a team like Iowa might make it to the championship. Or maybe Rutgers might make it to the championship. But I think Ooh. I think Purdue's gonna win it all. You think Purdue's gonna win it all? Honestly, I think Purdue is the best team in the Big Ten. They're just, you know, had a couple losses around along the way, which happens, but I think that's the best team in the Big Ten. Um I feel like they're the most talented. I mean, they have five guys I think make all conference teams or something like that. Like they're full of talent. Um, they got Jaden Ivey. I think he's a player that's going to thrive in the tournament-style situation. Then they got the big man down low who really, you know, was, he's a game-changer, man. Like, you really have to game plan on how to deal with him. 
I just think they're the most talented team in the Big Ten, man. And um, that obviously means I expect Ohio State's run to at least end by that point in the tournament, which will be this coming Friday. But hopefully I'm wrong, but I, I see Purdue as the Big Ten tournament champs. I will give you this. I think that Purdue definitely has the best one-two punch. And they probably got the best six-man in the whole Big Ten. So it's like if somebody has an off night, they still got the players there to really carry the load. And I feel like a lot of the teams in this conference is like one-star team. I think Illinois is kind of like they got multiple ways to beat you too. Um, Yeah, but I feel like when you talk about – like when you talk about Illinois, you're talking about Kofi. I feel like when you talk about Purdue, Ivy might be a little bit above – but Edie is nice. Edie's nice, but Ivy is like – it's hard to game plan for somebody that's about to be playing against John Morant and company in like six months. I will say <laughs> I think that Edie is the best, like second best player on any team. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's hard to – when you have somebody that's 7'4 and he's actually good at basketball – that's very tough to game plan for. Because there's yeah. some big dudes that, like, they're, like, 7'4", seven, 7'5", seven, yeah. but they're not that good. And college, they might just be big. He's actually nice. Like, he actually has game, so. Skilled big men are some of the best things to watch. Real talk. There's really not much things, like, more pretty to watch with, like, a, a skilled big man with nice footwork, you know. And that's him. He has great footwork. He's got his post moves now. He's tough to deal with. Um, that's why I just don't think Ohio State will be able to match him, man. Um it's gonna be a tough one, especially um, we don't know what's going on with Joey Brunt, and he's basically like the lone big on the roster. Well, Zach he's back now, but who knows how healthy he is? And even if he is healthy, is he gonna be able to deal with Edie down low? Edie has like probably six inches on him and probably so many pounds on dude. So it's like that's just such a tough matchup. And we even seen like in that first matchup, they got down twenty points like rather quickly. So. When that Purdue team is clicking, they are tough to deal with. Very tough. Yeah, the only thing I will say about an Ohio State-Purdue matchup is we have not seen it. I don't think we've seen it anywhere except in Purdue's home court. And that was like late Because they, they, they didn't play at the shot, and obviously we ain't played at a neutral site yet. So, That's But at the same time, we were playing better in January than we were now. Yeah. That's why I'm interested, though, to see like how – um, obviously EJ's experience, but like how other guys play in the neutral site, you know, kind of mm-hmm. atmosphere. Because last time we played a, a neutral site game, like Malachi wasn't really like a staple. Like he was getting minutes and stuff, but he wasn't, you know, what he is now. So I'm interested to see how he plays and maybe some other guys too. Because sometimes neutral site games is just like, it's not really that much pressure. You just go out and you just hoop. It's kind of like an AAU type of environment. And some guys thrive in that situation. Uh, I would say if it's just like the winner of the tournament is whoever plays the best right now, like whoever just can go on a run, win like four games in a row. I feel like confidence-wise, Wisconsin can really do it, especially with their side of the bracket being like with Purdue, who they just beat, and they beat them twice. And in one of those games, Johnny Davis had like 37 I, I I know I can trust Johnny Davis against Purdue. I know I can trust Wisconsin against Purdue because they're 2-0 and against them. Mm-hmm. If they upset them, at the end, bro, if Illinois gets upset by Rutgers or Iowa, I think Wisconsin's taking it home. And that's the thing. If I'm just going on what I've seen, I have not seen Purdue 
beat Wisconsin. But it is tough to beat a team three times in one season. That is difficult. It is very tough, but I think it's easier when you have the best player on the court. So you you think Johnny Davis is better than Jaden Ivey? Yes. That's fair. I think think Johnny Davis is the best player in the the entire conference. Some other people seem to think that, too. They do seem to think that. So, we can can make a nice little segue here. I'll say, since I never gave my official prediction, I think that I'm going to have to go with the Wisconsin Badgers to win the Big Ten tournament. No no Rutgers love? Nah, but Rutgers might make a a run to the semis. Honestly, I want to see Rutgers win. I do want to see Rutgers win. But I guess guess we're we're definitely not seeing Ohio State go far in either of our predictions because if you have Purdue and I have Wisconsin – Good chance Ohio State's not going past the quarterfinals. That just shows the confidence level that we have in this team right now. It's just not that high. It's no disrespect. It's just like haven't been playing your best basketball going into March. So I, it finds, I find it hard to believe that all of a sudden a, a switch is going to flip. I find that hard to believe. I mean, it's weird because we have wins against one and two on this season. Obviously, the, the Wisconsin one was very long ago. But then we have losses to 13, to 10, to not, or not, well, yeah, 2 9 and to 8. And it's like we got losses to all the teams below us, but we got wins against the teams above us. So yep. I just can't, when it's like you have to go out there and you have to win four games in a row to win the tournament, I don't think Ohio State can win four games in a row right now. It's going to take like, EJ's going to have to be super dominant, which he has been most of the season, but it's going to have to be another level. And. Um, Malachi's going to have to be that, you know, 1B punch to really – it's going to take some, like, superhuman stuff from those two guys. Because just to be honest, with the injuries and just the inconsistencies from everybody else, I don't have that much trust in, like, the rest of the roster. To be that elite to where they could go out and win, what, four straight games to win the Big Ten tournament, that's asking a lot from a team that we just haven't seen it consistently all season long. We haven't seen a consistent stretch from this team for more than maybe, like, Three games? Is that fair? Like maybe three or four games all season? I would say that's true. Yeah. Even if we've gone on long win streaks, there's definitely been like big scares within all that. We haven't seen this team look dominant for any stretch. And obviously you're probably not going to look dominant in this situation regardless. I think whoever wins this tournament is probably going to win some games by like three points. It's a very low chance that if you're saying the if, if the final four teams, which I think they'll be, is Wisconsin, Purdue, Iowa, and Illinois – all those games are going to be close. I don't I don't see how any of those games are a blowout. Like, we just saw Wisconsin and Purdue play like a week ago, and it was like a very close, exciting game. And so, seeing that again, I think it'll be a close, exciting game again. Illinois, I think if that, that Kofi versus Keegan matchup is just, that's a game to watch. I'm sorry, that's a game to watch. I think out of this whole tournament, those are the. I'm so happy the bracket turned out the way it did, because I want to see Davis versus Ivy again, and I want to see Murray versus Coburn. Give me Ivy in the Davis matchup, man. I really like both of those players, but give me Jaden Ivy, man. I just think he's different. Hey, with 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 saying how good both of them are, I think it's time to transition. We got the Big Ten awards. We got some. We got some Big Ten awards. The first through third team. 
other awards like player of the year, defensive player of the year, all that kind of stuff. From the coaches pick, we saw we saw three unanimous selections. One of those unanimous selections was Johnny Davis, and Jaden Ivey was not one of them. So, so if you seems were, like you were in the minority here in that matchup. If you were starting a team, um, if you were drafting in in um, this June's draft for the NBA, are you taking Ivey or are you taking Davis? Davis. I think I'll take Ivey. It's just because Davis's team has literally like it's been better than Ivy's, including head to head, and I think Ivy has a better team around him. I don't think that's I don't think there's really a wrong decision. I just think I prefer Ivy a little more. I think Ivy probably has a higher ceiling, but if you said who would I take right now, that's, I'm taking Johnny Davis. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. I'll give but it to yeah. you. That's fair. Jaden Ceiling, he he could be crazy. He could be crazy. Like I'm not saying if he comes out into like the league and has a better career than Johnny Davis, I won't be surprised. They're both first teamers for a reason. But like we said last week, sometimes potential is a little overrated. Maybe I'm falling into that trap. But yeah, the 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 first team, the first team in the Big Ten is the two matchups that I just talked about: Keegan and Kofi, Jaden and Johnny, the Jays and the Ks. We got one more J in there. We got EJ Liddell for Ohio State. W. Are we surprised? Because I'm not surprised. No, but I know somewhere Andy Katz is probably punching air right now. Remember when we talked early on in the season? It was maybe not even honorable mention. Yeah, he's punching air right now. Um, shout out to EJ, man. Um, Well-deserved. Probably not the way he envisioned the season ending, but – um. There's still basketball that to be played. Hey, it's only the regular season. And one thing you know about basketball, hey, who cares about the regular season, man? No, but I mean, still, this is a pretty big honor, man. It is. A, nah, that's that's just to say you can you can you can turn it around. Like that's not a yeah. knock by any means. Great season by all five of these players, but with a primarily Ohio State based audience. Congrats to EJ, man. That's. That's big things. I think there's definitely a sizable crowd that expected this production out of him this year, but I think there was a sizable crowd that didn't. He went out and did it. I say it all the time. What more does he need to prove? Everything that they say he needs to do better, he has went out and done better. He's definitely shown that he's a next-level player, and by next level, I mean NBA player. Um, He's definitely a pro. And just shout-out to him, man. I mean, he's done all the right things this season. And to be one of the best five players in probably the best conference in America is no small feat. That is a big-time award. Um, I'm wondering who probably got votes for first team that didn't make him unanimous. Because in my eyes, like, this is exactly how first team should look. Um, so I'm wondering, like, who who kind of messed up the voting, man. But either way, shout-out to EJ and shout-out to everybody else that made first team all Big Ten. That's big time. It is very Big time. And now, I just checked. I just looked at last year's awards and teams. You know EJ is now a two-time All-Big Ten first team member. He made first last year? He made first on the coaches list, but he made second on the media list. I respect the coaches a little more. As do I. Because sometimes the media, like, I'm going to be real, some of those guys don't really watch that much basketball. The difference was... 
both had Kofi and Ayodesuma, so they really liked Illinois last year. Luca Garza, obviously he was the player of the year last year. And then uh, the changes is the media had Trace Jackson Davis and Hunter Dickinson, whereas the coaches had EJ and Travion Williams. Dwayne didn't make... Dwayne made third team really for both lists. Really yes. Because EJ splits last year, like, they weren't... They were they were good, but I didn't think they was, like, off the charts ridiculous last season. Um, let me check real quick. Maybe I'm forgetting something. It is weird to see oh. because it seems like he improved so much, but I think, like... You see Kofi's been first team two years in a row as well, and mm -hmm. I feel like you've seen a big jump from him as well. I mean, there's a reason why he came back for another year. Like, your first team in the conference, you might think, oh, you might be a draft pick, but... He averaged um 16, 16 and 7 last year. Those are very good numbers. For some reason, I felt like he averaged, like, 13. I think it's just because the conference is so good this year that maybe, like, the bar was not necessarily as high last year because I feel like there's players this year that have averaged 16 and 7 probably play great defense, and might be like a second or third team. But that's just how good this conference has been this season. I think it was pretty good last year when you had Io, Luca Garza. Luca Garza was averaging like 20, like three or four last season, I think. I don't know. I'm surprised Dwayne was third team, though, because he was putting up some really good numbers. I mean, it's good every year, pretty much. Thanks. But this is like... I think um, when you talk about the improvement to EJ's game, um, like his numbers, like they jumped up a little bit in pretty much every category. But I think the main thing was main, like just his on-court stuff, like just being a better three-point shooter, a better playmaker, better defender. I think all of those things kind of showed the improvement in his game. Um, some things like the stat sheet aren't going to tell how much he improved in. Yeah, I I think that's that's very true. Definitely a lot of – a lot of things that just make his game more attractive and then even like stuff that does like intangible things. A lot of that just looks really good for him. Definitely. But I think we all know how great EJ's been. There was another guy who got actually two honors on these lists. But his first one, and I think honestly the most important year because I think, I think the other one was pretty obvious, but all Big Ten third team, Malachi Branham. He really hit the big time, man. He started the season. His numbers were not great the first month or two. And so for him to come out and basically exclusively in like the two months or so of conference play, go from a guy who I don't even think was averaging 10 to being on a Big Ten team, not even honorable mention, on one of the teams. That's impressive to me. Very, given how like his season started, highly impressive, man. And he had the big moments. Um, he had the... The big game at Nebraska. Um, he had the big game. He had a big game against Purdue. He had the big game at Illinois. Um, really a road warrior. Um, I think we can say that much. But man, I mean, well, he's averaging like I think close to fourteen. We'll round up for him. It's like fourteen points per game. Very impressive freshman season. And I'm sad to say it for you know diehard Buckeye fans. This might be his only year on campus, man. <laughs> hey, and as one of the only two freshmen to make it. He's special, man. It was him and Bryce McGowan's. Who I did not realize was a freshman. I really thought he was hmm. a sophomore. That's, I mean, do you want to go ahead and jump to, you know, his other honor? Which one? Malachi? Yeah. Well, yeah. 
all Big Ten freshman team, one of five on there. I think this was pretty obvious. I think we all knew. Yeah. This is a man that's had like multiple 30-point games, including one to upset who is now the number one seed in the conference. That's big time. And he. I feel like he's shown a lot of big time efforts in a lot of big time games. You know, I think he was pretty big in that Purdue game. Just like, because we were talking about Road Malachi forever. forever. So it's like, yeah, during the Big Ten season, he he popped off. And anybody watching is like, yeah, okay. Malachi is nice. Definitely. But what I was referring to was the freshman of the year. Him winning freshman of the year. Oh yeah, fresh. Yeah, it is slightly surprised. That's the thing. It's so uh, to me. To me, it was obvious, man. Cause like, let to be a guy that is like the best player on multiple nights. He's been Ohio State's best player in multiple games this year. That's fair. Not overall, but it, there's been multiple games this year where you're like, that's the best player on the court. Really, over like the last and, month, probably like. At least half their games. That's a team that's still the sixth best team in the conference. His biggest competition was probably Bryce McGowan's. That's what I'm saying. And here's the thing. That is, was probably a really close like voting. I would love to see the votes. Nebraska was like second to last in the conference. And they would have been last if it wasn't for like. So, yeah, he's been great individually. But I feel like Malachi has done more in like big time wins. True. But I wonder how much... Um, Winning factors into, like, freshman of the year. I feel like it has to just because of who won. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I guess they really prioritized because the media did the same thing. They voted for Malachi, too. Not saying he's not deserving. It's just maybe slightly surprising. I think Malachi's splits, if you look at his full season splits, it might be a little less impressive than his splits just in Big Ten play. And I think whoever voted for this was probably going to – I mean, it's the Big Ten players of the year and – Big Ten freshman of the year. So if you look at his just conference play stats, they probably look a lot better, which is probably pretty surprising given the fact you think you're probably playing a little bit weaker of competition and not conference play. On average, obviously we play some great teams then too. But overall, just just a, just a great like great Big Ten stretch for him. That's when he really broke out and really made a name for himself. Yeah, one thing I will say, um, both of these guys – Probably going to be draft picks in June. I think they should be. <laughs> Ohio State fans might not want to hear this, but Malachi, if I was him, I think he's going. I think he's going to be like a top, like twenty twenty five pick. If Ohio State messes around and wins a couple games in this tournament, and then they go to the next tournament and they win a couple games there, dude, Malachi might be like top twenty. Look, that stock, it's only gone up since since his breakout game against Nebraska. It's only gone up. He's only gotten better since then. And he's – I would love to see, like, just the leading scores. I feel like he's been, like, the leading scorer over, like, maybe half of the game since, like, January maybe. Cause it's that's not, pretty fair. hasn't always been EJ. I think that's the biggest sign, man. The growth in his game has been incredible to watch, you know, from a close perspective just this season. So, shout out to him, man. Um, he racked up a lot of – uh, Big Ten awards, man. Shout out to Malachi Branham. The best thing out of St. Vincent St. Mary since LeBron. Hey, and I do got to bring it up while we're talking about awards. I don't want to let it go unnoticed. Our guy Justin Ahrens, he was a part of the uh, one of the Sportsmanship Award honorees. So while it might not be as flashy or as exciting, I think it's always good to highlight just 
players that keep a good culture and like perhaps a more of a vocal and off the court leader for the team. Just for as much hate as he got this season, to be able to like keep the mindset to obviously in the minds of everybody around him and everybody around this conference to still just be a great sport and do what he did. I want to I want to give him some props there because it's definitely easy to fold under that amount of hate. So definitely easy to do that, especially when it seems like everybody in the fan base is against you. But he didn't complain. He just, you know, kept his head down, um, you know, kept playing basketball and he even accepted a role coming off the bench. And he never made any noise about it. So that shows like the kind of character that he has. So shout out to him for sure. And I don't know if we mentioned um, also EJ made first team all defense. Man, we racked in a couple awards. Yes. All defensive team, that to me is, that's dope to me because I think he is the, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's the only one to be on like all Big Ten first team, but then also the all defensive team. Because Trace made second team. Yep. I think Frazier also made second team. And then McConnell didn't make any of the Big Ten teams, and neither did Eric Hunter Jr. So, yeah, it's basically – that'd be like – He's an elite – he's an elite status right there. EJ, I mean, in a conference like this to say, yeah, that's the best two-way player in the conference, I feel like that's, that's what that shows. Are you, it, su- are you surprised he didn't win player of the year? No. I mean, we were the sixth seed. I feel like, I feel like the uh, the guys who were going to win Player of the Year was going to be the guys who led their teams to the best record, and so that was going to be Johnny Davis or it was going to be Kofi. I'm not even sure if he was top three. Yeah, because Keegan. I mean, Iowa finished better than us, and Keegan was crazy too. I think if we would have finished above Iowa, he probably could have been three. That's tough because I feel like for most of the season it was kind of, it was like maybe him. Johnny Davis and Keegan was like I felt like that was kind of the race but then this last like couple weeks I think really hurt his chances of winning that award I mean yeah when we were like top four in the conference for almost the entire season I mean yeah he was going to be in there and his stats still looked great but then I think it was definitely less winning at the end I think the fact that the first half of the season kind of looked like the EJ carry job carrying the team to like a top four record and then the emergence of Malachi might have even taken away from him a little bit because then you got nights where you don't look like the best player on your team, even if I think he's – just because of his defensive impact, I would say there's a very sizable margin between him and Malachi as who's the best player on this team. I think so, too. Yeah, that's fair. But just with how great Malachi's looked, I think that takes some of that like media attention away for sure. Most definitely. I'm trying to find a, an updated like college basketball – um, player of the year ranking. Because last time I checked from the CBS one, he he fell to like six. EJ did. Which is crazy because like the fact that he can be sixth nationally and not even be top three in his own conference just shows how good of a conference this is. Yeah. Let's see. Um, This is Sports Illustrated. They gave their All-American list. They got EJ on second team. I think that's pretty fair. Um, they got Jabari Smith ahead of him, who's been incredible. They got Keegan Murray ahead of him, and those are the fours that are on the list. So, And Oscar from um, Kentucky, who's probably going to win player of the year. So, yeah, does, I mean, that's definitely not anything to be upset about. I, that's still – I was literally – I was watching Through the Wire earlier today, and they said 
Bruh, how are people going to be mad if, like, Jokic makes second team because Embiid's on first team? Like, bro, you're number two out of how many? And so to say EJ is, what, like, the fourth best forward in the country out of how many? Because college has even more than the league. Yeah. So that's pretty a great accomplishment for yeah. him. I think you might say, oh, man, EJ should have been first team. EJ had a great season. Great. And I'm sure he, he has bigger – he got bigger fish, fish to fry, man. He's trying to – He got a bag to collect. That and he, he wants to, you know, make as big of, of a run in the tournament as he can, especially after what happened last year. I think that's probably one of the main reasons why he came back is because – And that might be why Ohio State's been a little cold recently. He might be antsy. He might be like, man, it's almost tournament time. Maybe. He's got demons to fight. This team does have some – demons to get rid of man so it's gonna be interesting man i can't believe we're really at this point in the season where you know march madness basically starts next week i think next thursday it's crazy man by, by the next time we record march madness might have started yeah because we got spring break yeah <laughs> yeah this might be our second to last episode realistically it could be hopefully not hopefully not um hopefully they make a deep run what are what are the on a scale of one to ten? How likely is it that you think this team can at least make it to the Sweet Sixteen? Six, five, five or six. I was gonna go five, kind of in the middle. I think they could, but I'm not that confident. A really good Big Ten tournament performance makes that like a seven. If they lose to I'm going to go out and I'm just going to say if they lose to Penn State, I'm going to predict they'll win. If Ohio State loses to Penn State, it's like a two. If they lose to Purdue and it's embarrassing, I'm going to say it's like a four. If they lose to Purdue and it's close, I'll keep it at five. And if they beat Purdue or go any further than that, it goes like, then if they get embarrassed by Wisconsin, six. They beat Wisconsin, yes, like a seven. To get to the Sweet 16, if this is how the brackets look, which it could change at any point, it would have to be Memphis, which we said earlier, and then most likely they would play Villanova, and they would have to beat them to get to the Sweet 16. Um, I think uh, I think um, the Villanova would be tough for sure because Villanova is one of those teams that are super well coached. They always have a lot of talent on their roster, and they just play very well together. But Ohio State has one of the best one-two punches maybe in the country, I would say. Two guys that could be first-round picks. Not a lot of teams have that. So I think as long as they got those two guys, they have a chance for sure. But it's it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy at all. Kind of the mantra this season. Um, always a chance, but it's not going to be easy. Hey, yeah, Villanova. Villanova's been playing a lot of close ones too. They closed the season out on a big win against Butler, but – they they played uh, UConn and Providence back-to-back, two top 20 teams, Providence being 11, and they beat Providence by two, and they actually lost to UConn by two. So they when they get into it with, like, tough opponents, it's usually a dogfight. Yeah, the, the new – I think they play in the Big East. Yeah. Yeah, tough conference. The, the new Big East is definitely tough, just kind of how it was back in the day. Seems like the team that has their number is Marquette. Marquette is two and zero against them. I wonder, is Marquette a good team? 
I haven't paid that much attention to that conference this year. Marquette is eleven and eight in that conference, nineteen and eleven overall. So yeah, they're a pretty good team. They are thirteen and three at home, so they project their home court very well. They're not in the bubble. Hold on, let me look. Um, Big East. They currently have seven teams in the field. Uh, well, yeah, Xavier is below Marquette in standings. If Xavier's in and Xavier's eight and eleven in their conference, I feel like Marquette would be in. Let's see, yeah, Xavier's in a, as a 12 seed, um, playing type situation. Marquette's a 7 seed, okay. Yeah, so they're like basically right behind Ohio State, honestly. Hey, they're behind Ohio State and they've been giving Villanova a problem? Maybe. Maybe they can do it, man. They got um, Ohio State playing in Pittsburgh. Are you going to the to their first game if that's where they play? I'm going to Pittsburgh. I drove to Pittsburgh one time. Bro, that drive was way too long. I drove there for a Steelers game, and then after the Steelers game, I drove right back. How long is it? Uh, it was like five hours. But I was driving from like Cincy area, not from uh, Columbus area. If it was from Columbus, it probably would have been like three and a half, which is not nearly as bad. Maybe even not that much. I remember a couple years ago, they had um, the first round was in Columbus, and North Carolina played, and I didn't get to go. Also upset. Man. I would love that to go to a, a that's not tough, bro. Yeah, I, I would lie. love to go to a tournament game. That just seems like a once in a lifetime type of thing. So many buzzer beaters. I feel like I haven't seen that many buzzer beaters recently. The last couple years, well, obviously twenty twenty there was no tournament, but like last year, I just wasn't as in tuned. Like I watched I watched a good amount of games, but I wasn't like locked in like I usually am. Wasn't it like Gonzaga versus Baylor and Baylor blew them out? Yeah, but they won by like twenty. The best games of that tournament was like the so UCLA. UCLA yeah. had a great run, right? Then they like barely came up short against Gonzaga. That was the Jalen Suggs. Um, the Jalen Suggs game, yeah. 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 Jalen Suggs, who I thought the Raptors should have taken at four. Everybody thought that. Uh yeah. I'm never trusting my opinion over <laughs> Masai Ujiri again. Shout out to Masai. Shout out to Scotty Barnes. I don't know, man. We'll see, we'll see how this tournament goes, man. I'm excited, but. I mean, that's a wrap from the season, though. It's crazy that we're actually to this point. Yeah, so next time you hear from us, this team will have probably got through this tournament, assuming we don't record over spring break next week. Next time you might hear us, it might be in the full swing of March Madness. Our season might be over. So it might it might be a end-of-season recap. It might be a state of March Madness. We might have some big things to talk about, depending on what happens in the Big Ten tournament. But... uh. Pretty much only two games, and it's like it was just the end of the regular season. So the big thing is really just this Big Ten tournament coming up, and then the big dance right after. So you got anything else for this episode, Tyreek? Uh, just hopefully Ohio State goes on a nice run so our next episode is not us talking about the end of the season. I'll have to agree with that. So with that being said, this has been another episode of the Nothing But Nylon podcast with Gabe and Tyreek. And until you hear from us again, keep hitting nothing but nylon, man.